Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app as we approach Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas on Sunday afternoon. Of course, between the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs game you can hear pregame coverage starting at two right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app all day uh, until the final whistle and even the postgame. And joining us right now to break it all down is our pal Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at Ted Britt. Dot com. How are you, Jay? I'm doing good. Beautiful sunny day down here in Florida. Getting ready to go tee it up after this call. I mean, I mean, you know, listen, you 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 live the life that everybody wants to live, Jay. Well, I'm you know? glad to hear that. I am enjoying <laughs> myself, that's for sure. <laughs> How you hitting them straight? Okay. Yeah, just can't putt, but I'm hitting pretty good. All right, good. Uh, I, I know you had a nice trip. Uh, this is why we didn't catch up with you last week. You were down in the Bahamas, you kicked some ass down there, right? Yeah, I had a great time. You know, our club in Creighton Farms, we had about 15, 20 people go down there and competed against other clubs, and Creighton Farms took home the belt. That a cool. boy. Yeah. Jay, Gr- Jay Gruden, a champion once again. How about that? How about did, you get, that? did you get like one of those WWE championship belts that they now give the football teams and whatever? We did. The club gets to keep it for a year until next nice. year's tournament. I yep. like it. I like it. All right. Um. So while you were gone and while we didn't get to catch up with you, surprise the commanders have a new head coach you of course once served in that role uh for five plus years what do you think dan quinn is taking on here uh granted a very different situation than what you had to absorb yeah you know the good thing about dan is he's been a head coach before so he has that valuable experience Uh, he hired a good experienced play caller in uh, cliff kingsbury so that's a good start and he's going to finish out of staff, but uh, he's got a lot of work to do, obviously. But the most important job they have is that number two pick and what they're going to do with that draft pick moving forward for this organization, because it'll make or break uh, Dan's tenure with Washington. If they, if they fail on that second pick in the draft, he'll be there for about two or three years. If they hit on it, he could be there for the next 15 to 20 years. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I mean, I totally agree. Um, now, you, you like, look everybody's making a big deal that he wasn't the number one choice or whatever. I know he was at the top near the top of their list when they began the process. I don't know. You know, it looks like they offered McDonald as he was on his way to Seattle. It looks like certainly they had, uh, you know, a hankering for uh, Ben Johnson who then decided, you know, again, to pull out. 
Does that matter in your eyes that he wasn't or that he seems to not be the number one choice of the organization? Or can that be a little bit overblown, I guess? Well, that happens a lot, you know, and, and you just have to you have to rally with the guy that you end up getting. And it's not like Dan's a bad choice. If he's not the number one choice, it's OK. Uh, you know, the other guys chose to go elsewhere, chose to stay in Detroit. That's fine. They ended up getting a very good candidate with a lot of experience, a lot of good positive energy, which they need in that building right now. You know, it's a totally different vibe. I think when you hire a guy like Dan Quinn from Ron Rivera, you know, from myself and all that, Dan or uh, Dan will bring a lot more positive energy, I think. And uh, some new positive stuff is very needed in the D.C. area. One of the things that I think will benefit him is, you know, even though Adam Peters is a first time general manager, he is a <clears throat> a well thought of football executive. That doesn't mean he's perfect. I, they made mistakes in San Francisco. I think everybody understands that what part he had in it. Don't know exactly because he wasn't ultimately the man in charge like he is here. How important is that relationship? Uh, not only big picture on decisions like the number two overall pick, but just, you know, the back and forth, the roster management of the 53, the input that a head coach has. Uh, how important is that relationship for Quinn and Adam Peters just, again, on a day-in, day-out basis, not just on the big decisions? It's everything. It's uh, it's what the teams are made of. The successful teams are successful because of that relationship with the head coach and the general, general manager when it comes to roster management, picking your players, free agents, keeping your players, paying players, uh, the draft, obviously – college free agents, the communication level has to be perfect. It has to be uh, a team decision, obviously, but somebody has to have the final say. They have to work together. They have to have the same values in mind when it comes to picking players. Um, the criteria has to be drawn out perfectly, and everybody has to understand what Dan wants in a player, and the GM has to understand what they want, and they have to work together to find it. You can't have any uh, head head knocking, um, back and forth, negative Meetings, it's got to be all positive. It's all got to be about the Washington Commanders moving forward. And Dan has to put out a very clear, concise uh, version of what he sees in a player. And they have to think Peters has to follow. All right, take me inside because obviously you had, um, I know, we've talked uh, about this. I think everybody's talked. You know, you had some battles, obviously, with the powers that be when you were here. How do you stand on a table for a guy? How do you dig in your heels for a guy yet not, again, cross these lines that would, would eventually lead to maybe um, a dispute between, you know, a, again, powers that be and you as the head coach, or that might lead to friction lingering on and on. Yeah, no, it's frustrating, but you have to be committed in your work. And, and as long as you put the work in, for me to stand on a table for a guy, it's because that I watched a ton of film. I got to know the guy. Uh, obviously I see his production. I see what he can bring to the football team, both on and off the field. That's when you stand up for a guy. You can't just stand up for a guy because of what somebody else said or what a scout said. You have to put the work in yourself and study it. And when you do that, you put all that time and effort into studying these players. And, and sometimes you don't get what you want and you get guys that you don't want. It can be very frustrating. That's why I think Dan and uh, Peters moving forward, they have to just have a clear and concise uh, vision of what they want in a football player and they have to go get them. And you said, uh, or you indicated, you like Kingsbury that uh, that higher. I mean, I think everybody likes what the scheme can be, and he runs the ball a little bit more than you would think, right? You hear air raid, you don't think run. They ran the ball plenty in Arizona, 
It was just other things that caught up to them. Uh, there is some criticism that teams adjusted to his scheme as seasons went along or, you know, and, and, and therefore they would start strong, finish poorly. What is the key? I guess in your mind, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, obviously outside of whatever the relationship is with whatever quarterback he has. Well, he, obviously it's all personnel driven to me. There's a lot of coordinators who can come in here and call plays and draw up outside zone, inside zone, power plays, uh, quick game screens, drop back game, third and long plays, all that stuff. You can do them. You got to call them effectively, but you got the people to do it. And it starts at the quarterback. Number one, we all know that that's going to be a, a huge topic with the number two pick. And then they got to address tight end position. They got to try to get a, a, an explosive back. You see what Jameer Gibbs does out of the backfield on third down and second down and all that stuff. And they got to address the offensive line. So you know, they have a lot of work to do personnel wise, but it starts at the quarterback. And I'm sure moving forward, if they want to run the ball, they got to address the offensive line in a tight end position. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, Jay Gruden with us, again, brought to you uh, by the Ted Britt Automotive Group right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll get to Super Bowl 58 in a sec, but one more. Um, so, you know, there's, of course, and Schefter started it, not that there wasn't going to be. As soon as they hired Kingsbury, there's, aha, Caleb Williams is there. He's from D.C. Uh, he's likely the number one prick. Uh, you know, it's going to start the speculation. And of course, it's full throttle now that the commanders should move up to number one. If you were Adam Peters, Dan Quinn in that spot, how hard would you be thinking about right here, right now, moving up to number one, meaning not making the deal now, but but would that be a serious thought? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Or would you say in the back of your mind, yeah, maybe if the price is right, but really that's not, uh, that's too aggressive of a play, I guess. No, I think it'd be a serious thought because if Cliff Kingsbury, who was at USC last year, right, with with Caleb Williams, sure. uh, if he knows what type of mental makeup he has, he nobody knows better than him. He worked with him in the same room for a whole year as far as what kind of preparation he does, how diligent is he, how much does he like football, how much does he work at the game, what's his ceiling. I mean, we know what kind of arm talent he has, what kind of athletic ability does he have, but will he put the work in? And Cliff knows that. So if he knows that this guy is a hard worker, He's got all the skills in the world, then hell yeah, you got to trade up and get him. Because uh, the other two guys, you know, Jaden Daniels and uh, uh, May, I mean, there's some question marks on those guys. But sure. being that he was in those meetings with them for an entire year, if he stands on the table for them, then I think for sure they should try to trade up and get him. But I don't think Chicago will do it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. But here's my problem with conviction. Okay. What you're talking about standing on a table, conviction in a player, you know, 
Like you can have all that and, and everything can check out, but we know that the NFL is a completely different game. They play a lot more defense than they do in the pack 12, uh, you know, all of that stuff. Right. So you could turn out to be wrong. And if you have to package a bunch of picks, Jay, you were the victim. When you first got here, you were the victim of a bad trade for Robert Griffin. The third, you guys should have had the number two overall pick when you walked in the building and you didn't. And that, uh, listen, I know you won the division in year two, but that had some sort of impact, right? If that deal doesn't work out for whatever reason, injuries, behavior, performance, whatever, you are screwing yourself. Yeah, it'll cripple your franchise for five to 10 years. Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, that's the position that if you get right, though, you are going to be, you know, playing in division right. championships for the next 10, 15 years. Sure. Uh, that's so the opposite. That, sure. That's the opposite. So <laughs> exactly. I think that risk is worth taking if you feel very strongly about this kid moving forward. And if he's that type of guy, then I don't think Chicago will move on that pick either, but uh, it's worth a try. Yeah, no, that that's the gamble. And and that leads us into Super Bowl 58, which is in the mega of the Mecca, if I could speak in English of gambling in Las Vegas. Uh, Jay, I lived in Vegas for two years back in uh, 1999, 2000, and into 2001. Uh, my son was born there. I love Las Vegas. I was there, you know, covering the Capitals and the Stanley Cup, uh, and it was unbelievably different just in that 15 or so year period. Could you ever imagine a day where we would have a Super Bowl just off the strip? No, I mean, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Vegas is there for a reason and they have this entertainment capital of the world. So why not have a Super Bowl there? So eventually, yeah, I kind of figured so. Um, and the NFL is always looking to make an extra dollar somehow, some way. Really? So, Shocking, yeah. Jay. Yeah. Well, why the hell wouldn't it go to Vegas? I mean, hell. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great environment and a great game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's start breaking it down just uh, while we have you here. I, I Look, I picked against Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I think a lot of people probably did. Uh, and they won and they carved them up on offense in the first half. Didn't do much in the second half. Do you think they could come out against this San Francisco defense and do essentially what they were able to do in that first half of the AFC title game, which is Kelsey, 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 and then a little mix of everything with Pacheco downhill, so on and so forth. Do you think that's they can essentially copy or mimic that game plan and do that to San Francisco? Yeah, they're going to have to try. Uh, get Pacheco going, that's for sure. Because, you know, the receiving core, she Rice is playing very well, but the other guys are pretty much average. Uh, obviously, they're big-time players. Travis Kelsey, they'll get him going. But Pacheco's going to be the key, I think, to keep San Francisco on the sideline to establish a running game. And, and San Francisco's has been kind of weak against the run. You saw Green Bay pound it down her throat. So I think Kansas City's going to take that similar approach. Obviously, when that happens, then Kelsey can hit the seams and, and do his option routes like he does and move the chains on third down, which he'll do. But uh, ball control will be the key for Kansas City, and, and Pacheco will be the number one guy. Well, you mentioned Jameer Gibbs earlier in this spot, and 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 on that Jameer Gibbs touchdown in the NFC title game and on the Jamison Williams little shovel pitch uh, toss, you know, where he looped around on the fourth play of the game. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. creative design. I'm, I'm not trying to take away anything from Ben Johnson. I said it at the uh, at the minute. But to me, Jay, and, and maybe I'm wrong and I'm seeing it right. My gosh, the 49ers missed probably 13 or 14 tackle attempts on those two plays. They were brilliant plays and they're great athletes. But if San Francisco tackles like that, and, and Isaiah Pacheco is not the athlete that those guys are, but they activated Sky Moore. It looks like they'll have Kadarius Tony back in the fold. And I know that's been some meaning like if you get athletes in space, San Francisco better be able to tackle better than they did specifically in the Detroit game and even in the Green Bay game that you referenced. 
Yeah, you're right. And some of the pursuit angles were bad, and and they, and they actually questioned some of the effort. Chase Young was questioned for some of his effort on some of those plays. Yeah, that's I don't shocking. I think that'll be an issue in this in the Super Bowl. But you know, I think that if Kansas City can have some success running the football, then San Fran could get a little down on themselves, and then you know, take the poor angles and missed tackles. The more opportunities you have. Uh, to possess the ball, obviously, the more opportunities you can get your good athletes in space and for San Francisco to miss tackles. Now, the key, if you're trying to run the ball, obviously, is going to be third down conversions. And that's where Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player on the planet as far as converting third downs, making plays with his legs outside the pocket, unscripted plays. That's who he is. That's what he does. That's why I think it's a great matchup for Kansas City. Jay Gruden with us, uh, brought to you by the Ted Britt Automotive Group right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app as we get you ready for Super Bowl 58. Again, coverage underway at 2 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday afternoon on the Odyssey app and here on the Team 980 all through uh, the game coverage via Westwood One. Trent Williams, you had him, obviously, uh, when you took over here for several years until things, you know, fell apart, which obviously had nothing to do with you. Um. How meaningful do you think uh, it would be for Trent's legacy career to win a Super Bowl, or is that legacy career fine without a Super Bowl? I think it's fine without one, but it'll just cement the fact that he can go down possibly as the greatest tackle to ever play the game. And I think he is. I don't know how you get better than Trent. You're not going to get stronger. You're not going to get more athletic. You're not going to get smarter. Um, so, yeah, I think he's already in there as the greatest tackle to ever play, but a Super Bowl would do him – uh, just the final nail in the coffin to cement that fact. Um, Brock Purdy, obviously, is a guy that we all talk about. You and I have talked about. I love him. You, lo- I think you, lo- uh, if if memory serves me correct, uh, y- you like him a lot. Uh, but he he can be inconsistent, right? I mean, many quarterbacks yeah. can. But there's a reason why he was the last pick in the draft, right? He's hot and cold at times. How does he avoid? How does he and Kyle Shanahan avoid? the cold Brock Purdy, meaning how do they get him into a rhythm and settle down early in a game of this magnitude against that defense where he's good against the blitz, the numbers, you know, the next gen stats and whatever will tell you he's really good against the blitz. And that's what Spags in Kansas city probably is going to try and do. Right. I would think so. You know, they didn't blitz over a a huge amount last week um, against Baltimore they did a great job of stopping the run, um, but I think handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and getting Brock some simple completions, whether it's the bubble screens of Debo or the screens out to Christian McCaffrey, some easy completions early, the stick routes to George Kittle, just to get him in a rhythm early would be critical for his confidence. But I don't think Brock really lacks any confidence. I think the last two weeks, Brock has really shown that he can come from behind against Green Bay, came from behind against Detroit, and that'll do wonders. If something happens early where Kansas City jumps on him early, then I don't think they'll blink. They'll still continue to compete, and I'll have a strong belief that they can't come back because they had come back the last two weeks. So if you're Spags in Kansas City, uh, and you mentioned that they didn't blitz all that much against Baltimore, um, do you because you know that they're probably going to try and emphasize again the short crisp passing game whether it be slants whether it be like you said bubbles that type of thing are you playing your defense a certain way early expecting that meaning play read screen uh the flat routes that type of thing and maybe cheat or anticipate that a little bit more or are you playing straight up and just seeing if you can dictate to them as opposed to them dictating to you I think Spags early on will probably play some shell defenses because he don't want to give up the big play early to Ayuk or Debo Samuel with the play actions down the field because that's what San Fran is really hangs their hat on, the running game and the play actions off the running game. So I think he's going to try to 
be a little bit conservative early, stop the run. Sneed's a very good tackler in a secondary. They can play some two shells, and if they get outside, he's a good tackler. Watson's a good tackler. Willie Gay can run sideline to sideline. So they have the ability to stop the run and still play coverage, which I think they'll do early. And then when they get him in third down or they get a lead, he'll throw in his Spagnolia blitzes that are very difficult to, to protect against. So I think uh, that's what you're going to see early. Conservative approach by Spags, and then obviously he'll dial up some critical crunch time blitzes. Uh, you've obviously been a part of a Super Bowl uh, and and your brother, of course, as we all know. Um, we know it's not a normal game. Everybody tries to make it a normal game, but it's not a normal game. How how mentally and physically, even from a coaching perspective, different was it? And, and, and how do you kind of separate that and just, again, try and reduce it to as normal game of uh, normal of a game as you can? Well, it starts with the preparation. Uh, the problem is there's nothing normal about the preparation. You're traveling to Las Vegas, for God's sakes, and you're practicing on a different field, but you're trying to keep the preparation, the meeting times exactly the same. Uh, when you're running, run install, when you're doing third down, when you're doing red zone, short yardage, goal line, all that stuff, you keep, keep the same uh, program that you've been doing all year long and just continue to preach to your players. To, it's still about preparation. Then at the time of the game, it's about your effort and enthusiasm and, and your attention to detail. So, uh, that's what these two coaches have been great at. Kyle's always good at that. Obviously, Andy Reid is a spectacular at getting his team ready to go in critical games, and um, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, you got a pick? I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I think San Francisco, at one time this year, they were the best team on by far in the National Football League. I'm just a little concerned that they've kind of staggered into the Super Bowl. They barely beat Green Bay. They had to come from behind against Detroit again. They're not playing their best football on defense. I think their defense is struggling a little bit. This Aubrey Thomas, Ambry Thomas guy is getting shredded. Uh, and I think Kansas City, the way they're playing defense and Patrick Mahomes will get it done. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I got Kansas City uh, too. I learned my lesson last week. I'm sure I'll be wrong. And I'm hoping for Kyle and Trent and, you know, all the guys that um, – you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, um, well, I don't. I guess you didn't have any of those guys in your first year uh, because Bobby Turner left and uh, Chris yeah, Furster no, no. was gone. You know, so I mean, I had I'm Furster, for all. I had Furster. Oh, you had Furster. That's right. Yeah. In 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 year one, that's right. Bobby T left, uh, but you had Furster and and uh, Leonard Hankerson. I think was gone by then. He's part of the coaching. I mean, yeah, rooting for all those guys. And San Francisco is a great story. Oh, one last thing, I, I forgot to ask you: How big of a deal mentally, psychologically, whatever, would the, all this field stuff be? Uh, and I know you're not out there, but oh, would that be a a big time problem as the head coach and 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 for your team? Yeah, you just don't want any kind of unnecessary hiccups in the road yeah. that can cause distraction. And that can cause distraction because it is a critical work week. You know, these yeah. guys got to prepare for Spags's dang blitz package and they got a lot of work to do and they got to, you know, come up with new pass concepts, a few of them, they got to get out there and practice. And if the field's not good enough and uh, that can be a problem and a distraction, but I think they'll get over it just fine. On air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters. Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Jay, we'll uh, talk again next week after uh, the Super Bowl is actually played out. We'll rehash uh, what we uh, what we saw. Thank you, as always. Glad uh, the golf game is doing well. Great to see you, and I'll talk to you real soon, okay? You got it. Thanks, Chris. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.